This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It's Tuesday, it's the 13th of June 2023. And coming up today, we'll talk all about wear-around tags on Blindshell. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Oh, Sean Priest, how are you? Oh, Stephen Scott, I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I don't know why I went old, old e English I know, there. It's like Shakespeare was in town for a yeah, minute. Exactly. There. Forsooth out thy uh, thing. Yeah, I didn't do Shakespeare either. No, I, I did, but I just didn't really pay any attention to it. Didn't that make was any like sense. reading. No, of course it didn't make any sense. Well, and, and you know what really annoys me about that period of time? Mm. <laughs> I can't believe I'm on Shakespeare now. I'm on Shakespeare's <laughs> back. You know what really annoys me about Shakespeare? 20 seconds in, a Shakespeare rant. <laughs> It's like, just, just talk regular English, will you? Honestly, but, that's some well, rubbish you're talking. I think the point is, wasn't that regular English back then? I don't think it was. I think that's oh, just right. nonsense. Okay, I don't you think, think anybody walked up? about, oh, forsooth, thy no, bread no. and milk. I don't think anybody said that. Okay. Or I think, and even in fairness, even in that sentence, I don't think anyone would have said that better. <laughs> bread and milk. <laughs> oh, forsooth, thy bread. Forsooth, I like that word, forsooth. Stop saying forsooth. Okay. What does that even mean? I have We've no idea. We've got off the rails. Let's, let's drag it all back on track. Oh, speaking of which. Oh, wow. Oh. What an express we had this uh, that weekend just there. Wow. We covered a lot in that express. That train was packed. It was standing room only. That was so cool. Grace, what an amazing job she does. Yeah. Well, listen, we got an email from Biggles on this. He's not oh. happy. Oh. Yeah, Biggles isn't happy with us. Um, he says, why do, you need to put that, why do you need to put that music behind Grace's voice? What was the need for this music? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, do you know what, Biggles? I'm with you on that. What? I'm with him on it. Wait, what? What? You've got to have a nice bed there to drive the, the nope. uh, energy along. Nope. It's, I, it's it was well distracting. Editing. No, no, It was no, terrible. No. I didn't like it. And the, the person in charge of it should be fired immediately. <laughs> Who was in charge of the production of the new segment? I have no idea, and there's no way to find out. Um, so, <laughs> but rest assured, because I'm with you on this, because I was I was kind of toying with, do we want this music or not? And I think I think we don't. I think we should. I think well, we should hear the beautiful voice of Grace, and it should not be sullied by yeah. music. Well, I think we should listen to Biggles. Absolutely, it's good that we've come to this conclusion after we've actually done it, though. No, but do you know what that is? That's what's honest. That, that's uh, real. That's yeah. not. That's not one of those. Oh, I knew all along. People, you know that I hate those people. You hate those people. You hate those people that go. I knew all along. Yeah, 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 I always me. thought. I yes. always thought. Yeah. Well, no, you didn't. You're a liar. <laughs> it's funny though. We did. Forsooth. <laughs> Stop it. We did talk about that afterwards about the beds, didn't we? We 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 did think mm, we're not yeah, sure. I wasn't sure. I wasn't, so, I wasn't yes. sure. But okay. You've made well, my mind up on that one, Biggles. Thank one you, person Biggles. does not make a decision for all of us, but in this case, Biggles did. Yes. Well, well done, Biggles. Biggles. You're in charge of production. That's it, Biggles. Congratulations. <laughs> That's your job now. Uh, okay, so look, we've got lots to get through today. Lots of stories going on. And, of course, we are really interested in this. Um, well, I am anyway. I know you don't care less about the Mac, even though you've got one. And you've, have you even turned that thing on? Well, I had to, considering you just ripped it off your shelf and didn't deactivate it, didn't take anything off, and you're still in your account. Yes, I've turned it on, <laughs> reset it, deactivated it, and uh, signed in. So, after Oh, well that, done. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I did notice that the uh, voiceover voice still lowered itself every now and again. Here we go. It made me feel at home. You know, six years, and it's still doing it. So that was nice. Well, you know, well, <laughs> it likes to help. Um, it likes to, it likes to give you a familiar feeling. That's the thing about voiceover, you know. It's, it's obviously I am going to say it up you. properly though in here as my uh, as second computer. So I've second, out, yeah. Well, my Lenovo laptop. God bless you. I love you, Lenovo. Uh, is staying where it is, but I have ripped out another piece of equipment and I'm going to replace it with the M1 Mac. And I'm going to give it a go, a proper go. I'm going to try and put uh, Windows 11 for ARM on it. Yeah, I've been playing with that UTM software. And it, so this is a free virtualization software that lets you put Windows onto the Mac. It's kind of similar in vain to Parallels, to VMware. But I'll be honest, I think it's way too techy for, well, certainly way too techy for me. I've got no idea what I'm doing. Why, Nothing why, works. Why, why? 
<laughs> you have done it though, haven't you? I installed so the UTM part is fine. You install the software. The software itself, I mean, what's, what's brilliant about it is the whole thing is totally accessible. It's a much simpler interface. It feels in some respects as if you, you get the impression it's actually almost too easy. But what you realize is that the truth is there's actually a lot going on under the hood. But it probably requires you to know a bit more about command line and all those kind of things in order to use it properly. But you can certainly you know, install Windows with it, and I have done. The Windows install, I have no idea what's going on there because I cannot get it to install properly at all. It will it will get as far as the load-up screen so that I can, you know, go through the process of, you know, choosing the language and the keyboard layout and all oh, that right. stuff. so you're installed, okay. It's, it's just installed, but, but there's yes. no but there's no accessibility on it. I can't get Narrator to run. There's an accessibility button on there. We've gone through this with Ira. Cannot find a way of... I click on it. I can actually click on it, but it doesn't do anything. See, now, my first instinct, instinct there, Stephen, is that the audio driver is missing, but well, I thought I that as well. it but does I, have I, system sounds. Yeah, because I went into the... Next to that is the icon for audio, and when you click on that, of course, you know when you get the little um, volume slider comes up and you click on it, it makes that bong sound. Yes. But you know, you're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like the bong. Bong. So, bong. So bong. you get the, thank you, bong. Uh, so bong. it was my bong, and I said it first. So <laughs> then you click on that, <laughs> and <laughs> such children. I'm going to say it later on. Don't worry. I, oh, I know you are. Yeah, you're I'm going to say the last it back. Bong. And the more you say it, <laughs> I will say it forsooth. I still don't know what that means, but I, I like just throwing it in there. Uh, so, yeah, you click on that, you can hear the bong, and then after that, you know you've got audio. At least you're getting something, right? But there's there's no way to turn on accessibility. The commands to turn on narrator, nothing works. So I gave so up on strange. it. Because I can't get so through strange. I can't get into it. So did you um, use a different virtualization method? Yeah, I just went back to Parallels. Fair enough. Very good, very good. <laughs> you know what I like about Parallels? I mean, it is... It's not the most accessible. You've got to use VOCR. That's the nuisance. VMware, I think, is a bit more accessible, but you've got to find the version of Windows itself. What I love about Parallels is it goes off and gets Windows for you. That's the yes. best thing about it. Yeah, that Possibly is Possibly really the handy. best feature of that, that software, because you don't have to go and find it. It just goes off and installs it. But you do have to face a, a slightly more <laughs> inaccessible interface to get to that point, which is... <sighs> Yeah, it's just it's horrible. Well, disability. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like we've got all these <laughs> options. Um, you got to use a bit of each of them. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like you got to build some Frankenstein monster just to get what Windows is running. GM? What does that stand for? Do you know? Uninterruptible time machine. Right, you're making it up. Well done, thank you. Yeah, you, you, you could take that to the bank. That's a guaranteed <laughs> fact. It's the open source, though, isn't it? That one. That's the open source. Yeah, yeah, it's, ah, it's open okay. source, and it's very popular. And I see a lot of blind people talk about it, but I get the impression these blind people are very smart blind people. Oh yes, it's you're, not made you're for the techies, us. the proper yes. techie people. I, I'm not one of those. I'm sorry. I'm just not. I, I need it to be very simple. And you know what I love about parallels, and it just tells you all you need to know about me. I've got it up and running. It is on my computer right now, running, uh, with the activate now message just sitting there. So I'll have to figure no, that one out in a minute. I can't see it. It's not accessible. Yeah, it's not accessible to me, so I can't okay. touch it. Yeah, But um, it's, it is running. But it's just annoying. You know, it's, 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 I sometimes think to myself, you know, the geeks do great jobs making these wonderful apps. And I God get bless what you, they're geeks. Doing. God bless you, geeks. But it'd be kind of nice oh. if they could just consider those of us who are less geeky. And, you know, make it almost, you know, have like an easy mode for us. That'd be nice. Idiot mode. Yes. Idiot mode for Stephen. If you could yes. do that, please, that Just would make my life a lot better. one that says install Windows on this computer. Yeah, that's all That'd I want. Nice. That's all I want. We're not asking for the moon. Instead of saying, here's a website with 8 billion options. And, you know, it's it like I, I was sent to this website, <laughs> which told me that I could create my installer package for Windows. And I thought, okay, so I went through it and it seemed to make sense. I mean, it was... You know, create the install. You need this ISO file, this specific installation file, which will, will basically allow you to put Windows on there. But you need it in a special format. The format you get from Windows doesn't work. Oh, that's handy. Yeah, it's a different kind of file format. VHS, Betamax. It's it does start with a V. I want to say it's VDHX. I could be totally wrong there, but something like that. And you download that file, and it will it will actually open, and it does work with Windows. Oh, sorry, with UTM. But again, it doesn't actually seem to do much when you get installed. Um, again, you don't have that okay. problem with Parallels because it pushes past all that. It gets rid of all the nonsense around the install and you just get... Basically, once it's installed, once it goes through the process, Windows is running. It's up and running on your system. Yeah, 
it's just a bit of a bind from an accessibility point of view to get yeah. to that point. Which you, you can get around with voice with VOCR, which is VOCR, good. Yeah. which is fantastic. Apple, you need to put that into oh, the absolutely. core of voiceover. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's really interesting because we started off that beautiful conversation there about me not using my Mac. Uh, and then we just went on to say, yeah, but I'm going to put Windows on it, so I will use it. It well is done. honestly the best <laughs> Windows, Windows computer you'll ever have. There's no doubt in that. I remember saying that to Sarah Herlinger, who's the director of accessibility at Apple. I, I, I'll be honest, I couldn't see her reaction. I could yeah. tell she was a bit not happy yeah. about that. I, I, I gave it away. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it helped me understand better. Um, right, look, let's get to some feedback, because uh, today on the show we're going to be focusing on a few different things. We're going to be talking about way around tags on the Blind Shell Classic. This has just been announced for the Blind Shell Classic 2. Uh, it's getting a lot of new apps, and this is one of them. So uh, Michael Babcock is back today. Don't we love Michael on the show? Is Michael oh, amazing? I just love his voice. He's so deep and booming. He is hitting it out of the park when it he comes is. to these demos. I mean, yesterday, having open... Uh, Say square? it. Square? Scape. No. Scape? There we... Was it? <sighs> oh, yeah, it is. Soundscape. It's easy to remember. Scape. Soundscape. Openscape. Uh who was it? I think David Goldfield said on Mastodon this morning, he is going to build an app called Open Space oh. because he then thinks that he'll get lots of people, you know, downloading it. <laughs> He's not because right. I keep talking about it. Well, the message you sent me, I went searching and I found lots of open spaces, but nothing that made sense. And of course, it's not even in the app store because it's beta, which you That's forgot right. to tell me as well. So yeah, yeah. well done. Okay. Aside all that, all that. Aside all that, yeah, and I will also just make reference to the fact that yesterday I too, we do our promo for our show on AMI Audio and I was subtly asked to re-record because I said open space, not open. What is no. it? Open <laughs> scape. That's the one. I hate this name. Oh, this is your Sinatua. Regina Sinatua. That's it. That's it. That's your Saskatchewan. Oh, oh well. There you go. Anyway, get it. it's yes. all right. Um, oh, oh, listen, I don't care as long as it comes out soon. <laughs> That's all I'm interested in. Uh, but yes, we're going to talk about we are on tags and we're going to talk uh, lots more about other stuff as well. But let's get to some of your feedback. Caleb writes in and as always, Laura reads our emails. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Stephen, Sean, the lovely Laura and the fabulous Mr. F. I had an interesting conversation the other day and I wanted to share it with you and the community. I work in a small law firm and a client came in who I knew was losing her sight. When it was time for me to go home for the day, she saw me walking with my mobility cane and asked if she could ask me some questions about losing my sight. We talked for about an hour and it was clear that by the end, she looked at me as a kind of unsettling ghost of Christmas future. It is easy to forget how much we learn every day of our sight loss journeys and how much there is still to learn. Eventually, she asked what advice I would give her. Not wanting to overwhelm her further, I gave her two pieces of advice to consider. First, I told her that if she does lose her sight, she should know that it doesn't change who she is, just how she does things. And second, that if she loses her sight, whatever she's feeling in the moment is fine to feel. I have been dealing with my blindness for years now, and I still feel joy at accomplishing the most mundane tasks that previously stymied me, and I still mourn the sight and lifestyle I lost. I have no idea if that was good or helpful advice, but it was what I could think of in the moment. What advice would you give to someone who knows the sight loss journey is ahead of them, but they still manage as a sighted person? Thank you for all you do in bringing the community together. Caleb from Minnesota. Hashtag friend of the shed. Yay, friend of the shed. (laughs) Thank you, Caleb. That I, I was dreading that question coming. What would you have uh, said? Because honestly, it's so difficult. Um, I think the really important thing I would take from that is, you know, just embrace what you're feeling at that time because you are going to mourn, you are going to grieve, you are also going to, you know, rejoice in those little victories. I think that's so important because everyone's going to be telling you how to feel for a long time. And, um, you, you know, it's those terrible, terrible cliches that you hear, you know, and, and one of them is pull yourself together or get over it. Um, sometimes you just got to go through it. So it's, it's really difficult, though. Yeah, it is. But I, I think we should never minimise what you and Caleb have just said because, and I almost feel like we should start each show with that because it is such an important part of this this journey. I think the problem is that there's so many people 
in our community. And this is no fault of theirs. It's no, there's no concern here or worry or anything anyone's doing wrong. But there's so much talk I hear about pride and, you know, excitement about being blind and the joy of it and the reasons it's all great. And I think that's the, that is the moment when you've reached the top of the hill moment for me. That's when you've got there as far as you've managed to get through all this rubbish you've got to get through, all these feelings you've got to get through. And you get to a point where you, and I don't like the word accept because I think that's a, that's a, it feels a bit final. And it's not about acceptance, no, but live it's with, you know, live just with, live with it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, be able to do things and, and actually start to see a bit of joy in what you do and recognize that joy. You don't get that at the start. You just have, I feel anyway, you had, I had endless frustration at yeah, the beginning. Yeah, that's right. True. Um, and it, you know, it never really goes, I, I, you know, you can have good and bad days. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Right. It's, it's not a case of, you know, accept it and everything's great again. It's just you do learn to live with it. I can't think of a better phrase than that, actually. Yesterday, I, I was coming <laughs> coming from the shed and um, I walked straight into the patio door, which was open because it's so hot here. So I walked straight into the side of it. And you know, just for like two minutes, I just had to stop and just sort of collect myself because it's like, oh, again, you know, because mm-hmm. in my house, I don't feel blind. I, I just don't. I, I, I feel comfortable. I, I don't worry about walking around. But you know, there's always those times which just uh, drags you back, right? So those things just happen. So yeah, the daily reminder. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's like an alarm. Bang. It's <laughs> oh, funny. It, happy. It's funny though, right? It can be. You can get very. It's weird when you get disorientated and you almost feel lost inside your own house. And that's happened yes. to me a few times. You know, it just yeah. you kind of just for a second, you, and it, it's like instantly you're standing on a cliff edge. Yeah, because you no, think absolutely. every step I make is going to be, where am I going? You know, what am I doing? And it can happen in an instant. It can happen. And there can be lots of things attached to that. It can be lack of sleep. It can be you're just having a bad day generally. Um, just not concentrating a thousand percent like that's, you that's need to do bit. all the time. <laughs> I think that's the bit that I never fully got. I, and maybe I was better at it when I was younger. And now I'm getting older. I'm finding it a bit more difficult to do. But you're right. That level of concentration, it's, it has to be on all the time. Yeah. And I find it when I go somewhere and I, I have it, especially if I'm with someone and, and say we're going to, uh, you know, as recently I was traveling down to see you and then we went to see the team in London and we were, were doing this trip and Mr. F is with me and he's doing the guiding and he's showing me where the room is. And I just wasn't paying attention. And I came out the room to, to meet him. I said to him later, I'll, I'll meet you downstairs for dinner uh, at say 7.30 and he said, will I come and get you or will you want to meet me downstairs? And I said, oh, I'll just meet you downstairs. After he had gone away, I didn't think about it at all until I left the room, until I got outside and I thought, which way do I go? <laughs> Where How do I get I? out of here? Yeah, yeah. And exactly. a hotel, as you know, it's just corridors, right? It's endless yeah. corridors. And you're thinking, well, which way? And, you know, I did go the wrong way first, obviously, because that's, you know, toast Oops. butter side down every time. Yes. And found my way eventually to it. Um but yeah, just just for that, that minute, you think, oh god! And, and as I'm walking, I'm think I'm saying to myself, why didn't you pay a bit more attention when you came out of that lift? If I just paid a bit more attention, yeah, I'd because be fine. you're a human being, and sometimes you just switch off. Right? And sometimes you got yeah, and you just want to, you know, you, you just in the moment. I, I'd love to be able to just walk around mindlessly. Do you know what I mean by that? Well, you're halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sitting here, I'm mindless. That's for sure. But you know what I mean. I do, exactly. And you know what? When I talked to um, a friend of mine, Garth, um, I was talking to him about his guide dog, and that's how he feels when he's with the guide. He doesn't even have to think, he says. Now, I know that mm. annoys some people because you know, you're still in charge and whatever, but he says he feels totally relaxed and comfortable when he's uh, with his guide dog. And I think you, know, you can put a value on that. That sounds amazing to me. Yeah, I, I, I must admit that. I, I don't get that. Um, I, I do get it. Of course, I understand it to, to the extent of that, you know, the dog is kind of guiding you around the obstacles so you're not going to think about them the same way. I just, I don't know. I, I think I'm so used to the white cane. I feel like I prefer to know my environment rather than almost not know it and just walk by it. But I suppose that that's, I don't know. I think that's I, kind I, of what I, we're I looking think for, for mindless, right? Where you're not taking real yes. notice you know the problem the for me, you got a dog to look after and amongst all that as well. You know, oh, what I mean, yeah, that's and true. I've got two dogs, so I get. I mean, it's, I say this as if I don't have animals. I've got two dogs, but it's different with a guide dog because 
okay, so I'm going to work every day because I'm not these days. I'm not. I, mean, I work from home. But if I'm at, if I'm here, I was, or let's say I was going to the office every day in an actual building somewhere. You know, I'd have to get up in the morning. I have to feed the dog, make sure the dog gets out. You know, take the dog a walk, do this, do that. It's just I am just not equipped for all that, and that that that, that to me is an, a whole other thing that I'd have to mm. do. You know, almost like having a child. You know, you have to deal with all that. It's first. A lot of responsibility with a dog. That is yeah. very true, and you really have to be, um, you know, prepared to do all that. Yes. You know, my wife is. She has the guide dog. She is absolutely on board with all that stuff. I'm just not. I just can't do it. It's just not for me. And, and that's why I wouldn't put a dog through. I wouldn't do that to, I wouldn't waste the money that good people give to the, the organizations. Yeah. I'm not going to waste that money. It sounds like some moral thing. It's not. It's just, I'm, I'm just not going to do it to me. <laughs> just and, don't the deal dog. with a dog. No. <laughs> that's absolutely true. Well, you but equally, I, don't, up, I will you? say this I don't want a robot dog. I've no interest oh, in I robot do. dogs. Do you? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no absolutely. I don't want robot dogs. It'll just be cool. <sighs> no, thanks. Okay. Uh, right. But but I'll say one more thing on this because Caleb, you asked about well, what advice would we give to someone who is managing? You said specifically managing at the moment, but is losing their sight. I would say the biggest piece of advice I would give is don't wait. Start learning, especially accessible tech. You know, uh, you know, assistive technology. Start learning it now. Start start putting the effort in today, because you'll think you won't need it. You'll tell yourself, because you live in denial, that you don't need it, and you will never need it. But when the day comes and you do need it, you've got a problem. And I faced that head on when I realized that I you know, went back to work. I sat down in front of the computer thinking I'd be fine and couldn't use it. And, and suddenly I'm thinking, right, I better turn this thing on called JAWS. Now, I knew JAWS in the sense that I knew of it. Mm-hmm. I knew basic keyboard commands like, you know, copy, paste, you know, Windows start menu, that kind of stuff. I didn't really know much more than that. And I thought, I'm going to have to relearn how this whole thing works. And I had to do it very quickly. And it it took me, I'd say it took me honestly three, four weeks to get comfortable enough to do basics, like send an email. And that alone felt like I had just climbed the mountain. Well, there's the little victory. And besides that, you were doing it in a work environment. so I I was doing this to, to keep my job. Uh, it, yeah, exactly right. I mean, for a lot of us, it, it, you know, that could have took three months if you if you don't need it for work, if you know what I mean, just yeah. learning it for yourself. I mean, I don't, I don't think, yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I don't know if people do, though. I know I never. I, I, I didn't learn anything until I needed it. Um, no, I, no, but I, I think we're all the same. I think we're absolutely all the same on that. But that's why I say at least have it in your mind, because even at the, even at the very least... Have a couple of goes with, say, a screen reader. You know, try voiceover. You know, try different things. I, I will admit, everyone's different, right? Everyone learns differently. Some people can consume manuals and read all that stuff, and then they just figure out, I, I can't do that. I have to learn it bit by bit, based yes. on what I need to know, rather than what I'm. If you, if you told me everything about all this, yeah, my memory's not good enough. It's not going to stick. It's just not. I, I had this with Jaws. I had you know two week, a, two, a one day training session. And in that one day, I was taught so much stuff, and I think I learned about you know three things. Uh, yeah, nothing else stuck. And you know, when I needed to know it, I'd call the guy up and be like, "What was that thing you told me about?" And he'd go, "I told you that. I know, but I can't remember." And then I had to go through this whole thing, and you know, he hated me. I think he left the organization, and then he couldn't handle it anymore. Lives in the mountains, now, <laughs> apparently, on his own. Lives in the mountains and hopes people don't bother him. <laughs> but yeah, yeah just, it, even if you just know the names. Of of the the options that are available to you, be it screen readers or braille displays or whatever, just you know, dive in as much as you want or don't want. And listen, but, we're here, right? So this show is here. I know there's other people who do these kind of things. You know, get in touch with people. Don't don't ever feel that you're shut out. Don't ever feel that you're on your own. Because trust me on this, you're not. I guarantee you, you're not. We have all been there at different levels, at different stages. Uh, there's a lot of people who seem to, no, I wouldn't say sail through it. They're either sailing through it or they're lying through their teeth. But, you know, some people, it's, <laughs> it, it feels as if they've kind of managed to figure it out. But we all go through the challenge, but just don't go through it alone because you can learn so much just by, you know, by talking to other people, by listening to shows like this, Shaun of the Shed, which is a Hello. great podcast you should check out because that's exactly what it's for, right? It's getting started. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, And not in a patronising or, okay, it's time now to learn what a screen reader is. It's not that rubbish. Hey, it's well. Been reading my scripts. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I wasn't I'm doing your voice. Now. There's um, no script. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come on. Um, but yeah, look, that that would be my advice on that. Caleb, thank you for that email. That was a really, really interesting and, and conversation starter of an email. Thank you for that. Uh, Greg writes in. I was reading about the early humans, Homo naledi, who may have had some markedly modern practices, and I believe that there may be a newly evolved hominid closely related to modern humans who could be described as Homo podcastius. These creatures look similar to modern humans, but maybe a bit more rotund, are reluctant to go outdoors and spend hours talking into microphones, though drifting aimlessly from topic to off-topic while seemingly enjoying themselves immensely. They seem to be able to survive on a limited diet consisting largely of coffee, fizzy drinks, chocolate and amazingly prodigious quantities of Kentucky Fried Chicken. Of the two identified subspecies, one is quite parsimonious and lives primarily in garden sheds, while the other seems quite spendthrift in an insatiable appetite for products with an apple label on it. The species has a strange religion and seems to pray to a mysterious god they call Mr. F. Further study on this new species is clearly needed. Greg in Pennsylvania. Oh, well done, Greg. That is brilliant. So many words I don't understand, but I get the general gist. Homo podcastius. That is me. I am homo podcastius. I don't know if you should shout that out loud or not, to be perfectly honest. Uh, oh, that is brilliant. Thank you so much. I don't much know if that was, um, was that a dig or was that a compliment? I can Either way, I'm going to take it. I think yes. Greg loves this, really. I think Thank Greg you, loves Greg. this. So I'm going to take that as love. Thank you, Greg. Yes. That's cheered me up today. Uh, okay, look, stick around. We have a great email coming up from uh, Callum, who wrote in regarding something you were talking about recently, Sean. And oh. we'll hear all about these way around tags as well. Michael Babcock chimes in Ooh. on that next. Bong. Bong. Call the Double Tappers now. one 803 4567 Or email us. Feedback at doubletaponair.com. This is Double Tap, and uh, let's get back to the voicemails, uh, because uh, we got one from Callum, who got in touch regarding something you've been talking about recently, Sean Priests. Oh, all right, Double Tappers. Uh, I've got a question for, well, question for both of you, but mainly to Sean, because I know you uh, you mentioned you were having this issue as well with phone link on Windows 11 and getting phone link to pair with the iPhone, with iOS. Uh, I'm having some real problems with it i'll try and keep this brief but uh, i've tried a fair bit to to solve it and it's not working so what happens with me i'm on the latest version of windows 11 um latest version of you know all the windows stuff the phone link app latest version of ios all that um i go into phone link i get the pick your phone and click on iphone obviously scan the qr code all that works no problem and then the phone link thing comes up on the iphone you click continue I get the pair request thing after a few seconds. You know, that thing where you've got to confirm the uh, the pair request and confirm that the number matches on both devices. I get that. Click on pair on both devices. And I've tried doing them both pretty close together as well, if not like at the same time, you know, clicking the pair button at the same time. But then it just stays on connecting. It just does not go any further than that. And um, there is a stuck on this page link in, in the phone link app on the on the, the windows side but you click on that and it's not the most helpful really it doesn't have, seem to have any info on iphones it's just got kind of android it's not even a troubleshooting page really it's got a couple of troubleshooting things on there but it's mainly just kind of an faqs page basically and you know it only seems to mention the android stuff mm. so just can't get it to connect and I've tried several different things like to get around this. I've tried going into settings and resetting the the phone link app because there's an option to reset apps in Windows 11. And there's also an option to repair as well. So I've done a reset and a repair a couple of times. Um, I've tried downloading the link to Windows app from the App Store on the iPhone, you know, rather than just because it, it's the same app that pulls up when you scan the QR code. But I thought, well, maybe it's something to do with not having the actual app itself installed. So I've installed that and tried pairing it from within there. That makes no difference. It's still, I still get to the same point and then it just stays on connecting. Uh, what else have I tried? Um, checked, for, checked for updates. Uh, Windows is all up to date, as I said before. I'm on iOS 
5 or whatever the, the latest version is, public release, there's no betas going on or anything like that. I've also tried uh, connecting through Bluetooth. So, you know, like going to Bluetooth settings on the, the Windows side and Bluetooth settings on the iPhone, connecting the two devices that way and then trying to pair them with phone link. But that doesn't work. The only thing that's interesting, and I don't know if this might help, like give you some leads as to what's going on, is when you when I do the, the pairing thing and it comes up with the code and you click pair, it stays on connecting. But if I go into Bluetooth settings on the laptop, then my iPhone has actually appeared in the list of like connected or paired Bluetooth devices, but not the other way around. So if I go into settings on the iPhone and go into Bluetooth settings, my laptop isn't there under the list of like paired devices, you know, my devices. But if I go on to the Bluetooth settings on the Windows side, then it is there. So it's almost as if the Bluetooth pairing thing has only happened one way. And I'm not really sure why. Short of contacting uh, Disability Answer Desk through something like Be My Eyes, which I might do next if you guys can't help. Um, the other thing I can think of is the more drastic things, you know, like reinstalling Windows and reinstalling iOS and stuff, which, you know, it's there. So I'd like to be able to use it, but I really don't need it that much. I sort of can't be bothered <laughs> reinstalling everything and restoring from backups and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, you guys got any uh, any tips on what might be going on there? That'd be uh, that'd be appreciated if you can help with that. Um, yeah, keep up the good show. I loved the uh, the WWDC coverage, by the way. I'm sure Stephen's got a uh, got several Vision Pros on pre-order, so I'll look forward to that <laughs> next year. Um, yeah, if you can help, that'd be appreciated. Cheers, guys. Cool. Okay. Wow. Um, I'm glad I kept it brief. Yeah. <laughs> that was what that's it? what I call Stephen Scott brief. <laughs> Uh, the terrible image. Oh, what a horrible the, image, yeah. Sorry, rethink that one. Everything you mentioned there is everything I was going to suggest. You've done absolutely everything. And I will say, um, after we talked about it and I said I couldn't connect to this, the uh, laptop here in the shed, um, I did try it once more after that. And again, you got further than me, actually, Callum, because I didn't even get the pair you know, where you enter the numbers. Um, it just said connecting and that was it. So... I, I, honestly, I don't know. I, I'm going to record, well, I was going to record the connection process, but I still haven't managed to get it to work. Now, I was thinking, is it because I've already connected it to my laptop in the house? And does that mean it won't connect? But that doesn't make sense. And from what I'm getting from you, this is the first time you're trying to connect it anyway to one device. So that doesn't really follow. Um, and the Microsoft support desk with Be My Eyes is the only thing I can think of. Because there is absolutely no reason for this. I'm using a Lenovo laptop in here and a Lenovo laptop in the house. Different models, admittedly, but there's no reason why that shouldn't work. The only difference I have is that the um, the one I connected it, it connected it, it, it connected it, it to first. first. <laughs> Stop it, bong. Connected it, it to first was the beta version, and that was flawless. I mean, I didn't have to do anything. I was so impressed. Uh, where this one is the official release, but mm. I mean, I I would say don't don't go down the route of reinstalling iOS oh, or God Windows. No. I I don't think it's worth it at this point. I think it's more likely to be a something in this release of um, the Phone Link app. I would wait and see, but I will do some more digging into this, and I will talk to them as well on Be My Eyes. Um, but if you hear anything before I do, let us know. I would rather hire a digger. Oh, here we go. Then dig up a hole in the street, yes, and throw all my tech into it, than reinstall <laughs> some of these operating systems. Sometimes, I would much rather do that because well, then I would never have to deal with it again. I'll become Amish, and I'll go and live in the hills, <laughs> along with that guy who you know. Yes, the I was your instructor. Yeah. Yes, and he will go running, <laughs> screaming in the opposite direction. It's really annoying, though, because you did it and you had absolutely no problems, well, no, I, had right? this, I did have this problem at the start. I had the connecting problem. And the only way I got around it was just by making sure that both had no trace of each other. Uh, not so much on the Windows side, but more on the, the iPhone side. And then do it again. But it was that pair 
part of the process. That's not easy to say. That pairing no. part, because you had to connect almost instantly. Not instantly, but at least at the yeah, same I'd... time. So I, I had the pair button selected on my iPhone, the pair button on my, my computer, and I hit them both at the same time, and it worked. That's what I'm not getting. I'm not even getting the pair buttons. Yeah, that's, that's weird. Yeah, definitely strange. But yes, I did check the Bluetooth connection uh, devices, connection status in both Windows and on iOS, and you're right, I had the same thing. Um, the, annoying, yeah. the annoying thing Honestly, about it, don't know. The, the, the real annoying thing about it is once you get up and running, you'll actually find that it's way more accessible than iMessages on the Mac, which is just hilarious to me. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. But yeah, it is. I mean, it's actually a much more pleasant experience. I mean, you obviously you don't have a lot of the functionality or more of the functionality you do. But then if you're just sending messages, you're just making calls. Although calls, <laughs> that's another yeah, story. Calls still doesn't work. Yeah, so that, forget that. that. So if, if, you want to just, <laughs> if you want to send a message to someone and it has plain text that it with no emojis or anything else, then it is perfect. It's actually ideal for me because I don't like calling people and I hate emojis. It's quite, so it's the ha- best it's software quite handy, ever. but I mean, it's not life or death. So it's, it's got a lot of development to do, and I think yes. the problem here always seems to come back to Apple's sort of <sighs> their closed system. Mm-hmm. They allow a little bit, but not much. It doesn't. It still doesn't explain the Bluetooth connection problem, though. And the trouble is, I've updated all my devices to iOS seventeen now. In a rather stupid. Oh, have you? Yes, oh I've been a, an absolute fool. Because I thought, oh, on my iPhone 11, this is amazing. This is the best beta I've ever used. Put it on my iPhone 12 mini, and it just turned into a car crash. Absolutely terrible. So, is that uh, because you're using it? I think you use things differently when it's in I beta. I think you're right. If you're on a secondary device, you're not using it the same way. You're just no. not. Because you're not using it every day. Your main, you'll always put that device down and go back to your main device to do whatever you're doing. Yes. You kind of need it on a main device, but you don't want the... Yes, voiceover just disappears. Yeah, uh, that's not great. Yeah, yes, you need to assist to get it back. So it's a, something it's a bit weird of a going on with Eloquence's voice as well in this new beta. I, I don't want to complain too much because it is beta and it's we're beta, early days. Yes, but, we're not complaining. But you know, equally, what's going on with Eloquence? <laughs> it honestly sounds like I don't know. It sounds something's horribly wrong with Eloquence. I feel like I should be calling oh. a doctor. Yeah, uh, welfare check. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, you know, early days, first first beta release. It's going all going to be fine. Obviously. Yes. Um, let's move on. Uh, thank you for that, Callum. I hope you get that figured out. Will we any help to you at all? I don't Absolutely think not. No, no. no I can just share your pain. I'm, I'm yeah. going through the same thing. But we can I will, emote. Yes, I will have a, a, a deeper dive. I'm going to try and get this to work, so we'll find out. Uh, let's move on to Wear on Tags, just recently announced on Blindshell Classic 2. And Michael Babcock is here with a little bit of a demo of how it works and what you can look forward to if you've got a Blindshell Classic 2 and now with this new app. What is WayAround? WayAround is a tag and labeling system that allows you the ability to tag items and then label them with the information you need to have about that item. So I have a sticker. WayAround comes in several different models. Head on over to atguys.com and check out the WayAround packs that are available. And this sticker has some information on it, and I don't remember what it says because I took it off of the item that it was on and I stuck it to my desk because I needed to do this demo. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and press the back button. That's the slanted line on the right. If you hear that beep, 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 let's press and hold it. 11.10 a.m. There we go. So if we press the side button, the button on the right edge. Weather, one of three. And then I'm going to choose number two. Way around, scan and tag, two of three. When I press OK, this will be what happens. And I'm not going to edit this down because it does take a little bit to open the application. Way around, and labeled item. Web container. Heading one heading, way around. When you hear it say heading one heading, way around, that means that the application has completely loaded. If we down arrow, we'll hear things like, Graphic Way Cloud Connected. Button Settings. Scanner Ready. Hold the NFC reader of your phone on the Way tag until there's a sound or vibration. Button Create Double Tap to create all new information that can be written. Web Container. And the last button is Create. So I've pressed and held the Up button until it said Web Container. And now I'm right where I would be if the application was opened. Now what I'm going to do is reach over and set the back of the phone against the sticker. Heading. 
This is a description of a way tag which I'm not exactly 100% sure how well this is going to work, but we'll give it a try. Now, so that read off the entire tag to me. And now what I can do is use my down arrow key. It's scanner ready. Hold the NFC reader of your phone on the way tag until there's and a I'm sound or vibration. And I'm going to go ahead vibration. and fade that out so that way you don't have to listen to it read the same message again. But if we keep pressing our down arrow. Button edit. Button create double tap to create all last item. So we can edit or create. And as you might remember, before we scanned it, it just said create underneath the directions for how to use it. So let me show you how to create a tag. I'm going to press OK. Button create heading one heading. Create way tag. And if you are confused, all you need to do is open the way around application, press and hold your down button until you hear it say create and then press OK. You'll then be on this screen where we can press our down arrow. Graphic Way Cloud Connected. We hear it say Way Cloud Connected. That tells us that we're signed into our account. Heading to heading. Description. Edit text. And we're going to put in a description here. Keyboard shown. Text. The phone told me keyboard shown because I pressed OK on the edit text. Now I'm going to press and hold the side button and say, this is a demonstration of the Way Tag using the podcast. Wait. No, I mean, this is a demonstration for the podcast of using way tags, period. I pressed this is okay a demonstration of the way tag using the podcast. Wait, no, I mean, this is a demonstration for the podcast. And then we'll press OK again to close the edit field. Keyboard hidden. I'm all about efficiency. So what I'm going to do is press and hold the down button. Detail button right. And this takes me to a button that says button right. If I press OK on button right. Ready to write, hold the NFC reader of your phone on the way tag until you see or hear, success. For blind way show? Way tag written, or the phone vibrates. For blind show, this means hold the back of the phone directly below the SOS button against or above the tag. The phone will then vibrate and you'll hear. Web, success. Way tag written. Now it's ready for us to scan. So now all we need to do is hold the back of the phone above or against the tag. Web, heading. This is a demonstration of the way tag using the podcast. Wait, no, I mean, this is a demonstration for the pod. And that's a brief explanation of the way around application on the Blind Shell Classic 2. There you go. That is uh, what you can come to expect with the Blind Shell Classic 2 using that way around tag app, which is now on there. So we're essentially talking here, Sean, about these NFC tags that we've talked about before, right? We are. I'm slightly confused by the name. Way around. It should be what's this, surely. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. I thought yeah, it was a navigation this, aid, to be honest. This, yeah. So this is using N NFC tags, uh, which is really simple technology. And, and you just touch your phone to these tags and it triggers whatever. Uh, this, as ever, like, like you said, with the Blind Shell Classic, the way they've presented it and the way you go about it is really easy and step-by-step, step, which is the whole point, right? Making access to this sort of technology really easy, fantastic. You can do the same thing on an iPhone or an Android phone for that matter, but on the iPhone through the Shortcuts app. If you go to Shortcuts Automations, there is actually an NFC tag option there and you double tap on that and you um, touch your phone to an NFC tag and it will ask you to give that a name. And you can give it a name, you know, like baked beans or, you know, soup, whatever, uh, whatever you're, you're connecting this NFC tag to. And every time from then on you tap your phone against it, a notification will pop up with the name of that tag. Um, now, I was going to demo this, but I find that the Shortcuts app itself has some accessibility issues, surprisingly enough, Apple. Um, and it's, it's far more complicated than it need be. But there is that option there. And I picked up some NFC tags from uh, Amazon for around 10 bucks for 30 little round stickers that you can stick on anything. So it, it is a useful technology. Um, and I think probably this is the easiest way to do it. I think the great thing with that app is it's built with accessibility in mind. So you've got that sort of front end covered. And then you can buy the, the packs of the tags from AT guys and, you know, kind of do that kind of thing. And, and just then you, you know what you're doing. And of course, with it being on the blind shell in this particular instance, it takes this because I think we kind of look at this and go, oh, yeah, that's interesting. There's lots of ways to do this. But, you know, bear in mind, this is on a device which is, you know, still has physical buttons that still is, you know, you know, for a lot of people, 
possibly the most accessible smartphone they may have. Um, you know, and you can argue yeah. the toss about the blind shell and what people think of it, but you know, a lot of people do like it. And I can totally see the market for it. Totally see the market oh, for it. So it this builds makes sense. a purpose. Absolutely. Yeah. It does what it says on the box, right? It's it's really good. And this is yet another example how they're, you know, adding more and more functionality to it. So I do think this is really good. I I'll be honest with you though, when when I first started playing with the NFC tags on the iPhone, I was I'm kind of looking for a use case for it mm. because uh, on the iPhone, you can also use it to trigger routines. So if you've got HomeKit enabled smart devices, you know, tap on that and it'll turn your heating on or your lights on. But, you know, I think we kind of moved on from that a lot. We, we just ask our smart speaker or ask the voice assistant now, uh, tapping on your phone on something. Uh, there are some use cases where obviously that may be preferable, but I know a lot I, of people use it for clothing. A lot of people use it for that. A lot of people use it for. Um, specific things that maybe like jars, not necessarily food that's like in a can of beans. I don't mean that. Yeah, but I like mean lock, lock and load, lock yeah. and lock boxes, Tupperware boxes. For me, it's like plugs. I, I for plugs in the wall. The amount of times, every time I plug something in, I think, oh, that I know is what a that good is. Point. But then you think, if I could just have a tag on here to know exactly what this is, because the amount of times when I'm, you know, me pulling this room apart and then building it back up again, and I can't remember what half these power bricks are for. That is a really good point. Yeah, that is a. That's probably the best use case I've heard because a lot of people go directly to identifying food and products. Yeah. But, you know, now with things like, you know, OCR and real time OCR, especially in seeing AI mm. look out, whatever it may you be. You can kind of use that instead. It's, it, most of the time, it's just quicker to pull out your phone, open that up, and just read the label on the, on the tin. But yeah, there's definitely a use case for this. And as I said, this is probably the easiest way to get into this. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for that demo. Appreciate it. Unmute Presents. I can't say it, but Unmute Presents. That's it. Uh, that is uh, his podcast. Go check it out. Him and Damasi Thomas, of course, are so fantastic good. guys. And uh, they are regulars here on Double Tap as well. Thank you so much for that demo. Uh, just quickly to mention the uh, talk show, as it's called, by John Gruber, which uh, he does every year at WWDC. I had a watch of this last night. Painful to watch, I have to be honest, a painful watch, because oh. honestly, these guys are brilliant at saying nothing. They are so good at, <laughs> at spinning the marketing and doing their thing. Craig Federici's up there, and someone dared to mention AI, and I, I was half expecting the room to be swallowed whole. <laughs> It, you know, it just I felt like a black hole was going to emerge out of nowhere Sudden and disappear. Power cut. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Sorry! Uh, but no, it, it was just really interesting. But they did, and actually Craig Federici, I think he went off script for a second because he actually said, you know, I don't think we actually use the letters AI in any of the presentation or the keynote. And I thought, wow, it's interesting. You recognise that as well. We all yes. knew that. But yes. It was interesting you recognised <laughs> it. But he said, ultimately, what they're doing, and he made an interesting point about this. He said, you know, for example, and he cited the PDF scanning as an example of this. He said, we're not really interested in creating something that chats to you or that you chat to. We're more interested in helping you get the best experience. And with, for example, the PDF capability of being able to scan a document. So he said, you know, your kid brings home a form from school and they need it signed. You can just hold your phone over this. It will scan the document and it will even possibly pre-fill those fields for you as well. He said, that's useful AI or machine learning, as is actually what he said. And I think he's right. I think that's this is where, you know, Apple are maybe going to be a bit different here. They're not going to jump in and they never will jump in with AI in the way that other companies have. They will absolutely take their time. But they kept saying, privacy is our number one thing. We don't want to, Craig Federico made this point as well. We don't want to be taking people's data. We don't need to do that. There is enough publicly available data that we can utilize to build these machine learning models without having to consume individuals' personal data. He said, if we need that information, it can stay on device and the device can use that for the purpose it's required, rather than being consumed with everyone else's. And I thought that was a really interesting distinction between the larger OpenAI lang language models that are basically consuming everything. Every time we upload an image through Be My Eyes Virtual Volunteer or through OpenAI's chatbot or we ask it a question, whatever we do, all of that is being consumed to build this model. Whereas what Apple are saying is, we're not going to do it that way. We're going to use the publicly available data and then we'll use your data on an individual basis so that data stays with you. 
And I've got to say, I saw another comment last night from someone saying, you know, $3,500 is worth it for my privacy because other companies, you know, they're not interested in privacy. And I think that's an interesting comment. I think you say distinction, I say deflection. I mean, okay, look at this pretty beautiful thing over here, but ignore that broken thing. Of course, when I think of AI, I'm thinking of the voice assistant. Siri is just not fit for purpose. Not yet. It is awful. Well, I mean, isn't that what people are more interested in? That, that, you know, when well, you can just hang on. Didn't you say? In, I mean, I know we're in early days, but didn't you say already in the beta you were finding? I mean, I certainly found it. Things, the things that I couldn't do with Siri are now able to be done. I no, can open absolutely. voiceover settings just by asking it to do it. I couldn't do that before. No, it's much improved. Actually, I would say it's how it was before it all went wrong. Um, you can open <laughs> specific settings now. You can get, you know, go to accessibility settings, and it does it. It doesn't automatically say, you know, I've done a Google search for call whoever. Mm. Um, it does work a lot better. But that wasn't the question. That's, that's why I'm saying that this is a deflection from Craig. Um, AI is is so important, and I, I just Siri bugs me a little bit because it does seem so anti Apple. Apple would never put anything out which they didn't think was, you know, makes them look bad at all. Yet Siri does. Siri is not fit for purpose right now. Yeah, it is interesting, but I I think the deflection part. I know what you're saying, but I think it's it's more about where our data goes, and I do feel that my data is a lot more private with Apple than it is with other companies. Oh, I agree. In that case, get rid of Siri. Get rid of Siri then, because it it, it makes life more complicated than helping. So get rid of it. Either do it with privacy or get rid of it. I think think they're improving it, but it's going to involve a change in engine. It is not going to work in its current form. And I think they've recognised that. I think they have recognised that. They did talk a little bit about it. You should check out the episode. It is painful to listen to in some parts because you can just hear them coming up with the same line over and over again. But you know what? They're very good at it. I'll give them that. Uh, listen, that's it for today. Uh, we're going to talk about Ira tomorrow. Uh, Janine Stanley's back with us tomorrow talking all oh. Ira and other stuff as well. Check us out on that. Sean, thank you as always. Thank you. Bom, bom. Bom, bom. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.